ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. We begin in Western Australia at Edith Cowan University, where the research on cybersecurity has been so strong. At a time when we're being asked to limit our overuse of devices, Dr. Moedin Ahmed is leading the way. He says the problem has just exploded. It has changed more than dramatically. It's like a magic. Back in 2012, when I started my PhD at that time, we used to call it data security, privacy preservation. But all of a sudden, starting from 2016, we started hearing this buzzword, cybersecurity. And it's everywhere now due to the cyber crimes we are experiencing the last couple of years. Which is a major industry around the world, isn't it? Absolutely. If not billion, if it's trillion dollars industry. Trillion dollar industry. Extraordinary. Well, we've seen the manifestations of it just a few months ago, and this problem's still going on. However, when I came here, I was most impressed by the way in which your department has been ahead of the game, looking at ways in which you can spot something in advance. Has the technique improved in recent times so that you can see some of these interferences coming? Uh, yes. So uh, to stay one step ahead of the cyber criminals, we have to put ourselves into the shoes of ethical hackers. So we build our own Internet of Things. For example, we have Internet of Healthcare Things, Internet of Flying Things, drones used by defense, military. So we have these experimental setups and we then try to hack this stuff. And we understand those vulnerabilities and then try to patch those to, again, beat the cyber criminals. It's a bit like doing experiments with dangerous germs. If they leak, you have great security here too, don't you? Yes, we do. It's the matter of ethics. At the end of the day, if we understand these vulnerabilities, if we understand where this is coming from, this is our moral obligations to notify the manufacturers first. And if they don't do anything about it, this is the job of the academics, the government agencies, the law enforcement agencies, and it goes on from there. Is it hard to make a protection for, well, the corporation, for Medibank Private and for Optus and various huge organisations like that without risking the fact that too many precautions and everything just seizes up and you can't work anymore? Uh, no. Cyber security or data security or protection from the cyber criminals, this is very, very complex and diverse. And if you look at the entire ecosystem of these enterprises and corporations like Medibank, Optus, they have thousands of employees. They have hundreds of thousands of computing devices, and those are distributed, not in one place. And there are hundreds of softwares, different devices, specialized devices and whatnot. So put everything into the internet ecosystem. And once you connect all these devices and these users with the internet ecosystem, things go out of control. Even if you really want to, you can't really ensure the cybersecurity of a certain corporation. And as you said, I mean, even if we are trying to be very, very protective, that would be really good. But moving forward, we have to live with this. We can't really get rid of the internet and the smart computing. We have to live with this. We have to find a way to have a solution and we have to live with these gazillions of devices and the people who are coming from diverse backgrounds. Some might have basic computing knowledge, some might have 
very good computing knowledge, some are really good in using internet and they know about the cyber hygiene. And if the corporations or the organizations, they do not impose the cybersecurity hygiene. If you look at any job description, do you see cybersecurity hygiene as one of the requirements? You don't. And that's the loophole cyber criminals are exploiting. Is it possible to get sufficient warning in advance if you are going for the hygiene you speak about? Uh, yes. It comes down to the enterprises and, and how they're trying to come up with a better cyber hygiene practice in their organizations. We are going to see some changes coming years. Would it be a good idea for most of us to use these devices less? In other words, to go for a walk in a park instead of spending your life looking at a screen? We have to use our emotional intelligence. Just because we have plenty of smart devices and we can use internet from anywhere, even from a plane, it doesn't mean that we have to. We have to look at our lifestyle and the choices we make with these internet-connected devices very carefully. At the end of the day, you can't really blame the manufacturer of those devices. You can't really blame the internet service provider and the services you are getting using those internet and these devices. You have to blame yourself. What I'm doing with these devices Am I really wanting to spend 30 minutes per day in Facebook, Instagram, or all the social media? Or go for a walk, go for a run, go for a swimming? It's just us. And this technology trend has changed so dramatically. We are helpless in some extent, but we have to start making those changes by ourselves. The tech companies might hate this, but we have to change ourselves in a way that no one can blame that, okay, this is your fault, that you bought those devices, you use internet, and you are now the victim. We have to take responsibility for our actions and moving forward, I think that's the best process. Thank you for your help and good luck with your work. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Those chilling phrases, cyber hygiene, cyber criminals. Dr. Moya Ahmed at Edith Cowan University in Perth. And so, yes, let's have a national silence week every week from now on.